This is the Key to Authority Podcast, episode number 18. Welcome to the Key to Authority Podcast, where it is all about helping you unlock the secrets of becoming the go-to expert in your industry. And here is your host, Janish Pandya. There's quite a lot of elements to consider when using public speaking as a strategy to grow your authority. You need to know the audience, the content, your delivery strategy, the stories you're going to use, and whatnot. Simply say that there's a lot of things to be considered when you're going to use public speaking. But there's one thing without which it all falls apart. And that one thing is confidence. To throw some light over how to go about building confidence when taking the stage for public speaking, I've invited along Diana Damody. Di is a presenter, MC, and a freelance journalist with over 20 years of experience in public relations and media. Over the 15 years, Di has been a presenter and producer with ABC Radio in Newcastle, Geraldton, and for the last six years at 720 ABC Perth. Dai has also interviewed thousands of people and through her positions with the ABC has been invited to be the MC and speaker at countless functions, festivals and events. But before we dive into what Dai has to share with us, I'd like to thank today's sponsor, SideGround. SideGround is a WordPress and Joomla specialized hosting company. They add custom-made solutions to your hosting to make your website faster, safer and better supported than anywhere else. I use SiteGround to manage my own websites as well as my clients'. And it is mainly because of their 24-7 chat support and automated backup services. So if you're fed up with the poor service of your current web host or looking to start a new website, then take SiteGround for a spin. Go to keytoauthority.com slash SiteGround to get started. Now, here is Dana Darmody. Hey, Dan, welcome to the show. Our mutual friend Richard introduced us and he mentioned quite a few things about you that got me intrigued and got me finding out more about what you do and how you do things. And then we connected over email and then I knew like there would be something you had to share with our audience in terms of public speaking sort of things. So I really want to welcome you to the Key to Authority podcast. Thank you for having me, Janesh. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. Very excited to speak to you. So uh, you told me a little bit about that you've worked with the ABC here in Australia. Uh, so if you could go into a bit more why you got started in this public speaking and how you got going. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I started with the ABC in 2001, so you know, 15 years ago now, which seems um, like it's flown by. Uh, I guess the whole public speaking thing, though, is something I've sort of done throughout my life. I started at high school and just were in sort of groups or I did things that I guess I found myself on stage or in a position where I was speaking. And then uh, as I um, ended up getting my job with the ABC, I started in Newcastle and then moved over to Geraldton and then have spent the last six years uh, in Perth. And obviously that is like a public speaking uh, job, you know, 24-7, if that makes sense. The funniest thing about when you talk on radio that people always think, oh, but you're not speaking to anyone, so you can't be nervous, <laughs> you can't see anyone. But it is terrifying, Janesh. I can tell you that the red light that comes on when you go live to air is just really frightening. And even to this day when I do it, I still get butterflies in my stomach and I still get what I call a red light moment in terms of that 
am I going to be able to say what I want? Is it going to come across properly? Am I going to stumble over my words? Are people going to like what we're talking about? Are they going to engage with it? All of those things that people who speak in front of people have as well. That's actually what, you know, you're doing on a daily basis when you work in radio as well. But the thing that I love about it, and I think this is the same for whether you're talking to people through the medium of radio, if you're talking to them through face to face, is the engaging with them, is finding that way of communicating that really gets them to either stop their car and keep listening to you if they're on, if you're on the radio or be in that presentation or that meeting or that conference or wherever you are and be really engaged with what the person is saying. And I definitely think that that is a skill. And some people may have it more naturally than others, but I think it's certainly something that you can work on and you can get better at. And if you can get over that fear that most people have about public speaking, let's face it, it's it's not, you're not alone if you have a fear about that. If you can work your way through that, then I think you can become a really good, engaging speaker. Yeah, and I myself have been to numerous presentations and again, listening to the radio and things like that engagement. I guess like what I've realized is sometimes like if the person has that confidence in themselves, they know what they're talking about and can deliver it properly, then you feel as an audience, you're engaged with it. So what's the key to building confidence on the stage? For me, I definitely think it's about preparation, Janesh. I just think that regardless of how experienced you are or how well you know your topic or whatever it is that you're you're going to be addressing people about, you need to be really well prepared and practiced as well. There are very few people in this world who can stand up off the cuff and be an amazing speaker. There might be a handful of them and I take my hat off to them, but the majority of us actually have to put a lot of work in beforehand. So the best way to be confident on stage is to have done prior preparation. And I have this thing that I call my five P's, you know, prior preparation prevents poor performance. I'm sure you've heard about it before, but it does work, you know. So um, I do a lot of preparation before I speak um, now at an event, you know, being an MC is what I, I do with a lot of my time now. But even when I'm on the radio as well, you know, things are written out for you. You have done the research. If you're, you know, doing an interview with someone, you've done a lot of background with them. You've typed a script out. You have questions and obviously you need to move away from them. But without that, you would sound so unprepared and you would do a really bad job. So I definitely think when it comes to being on stage, your best bet when it comes to being confident is knowing that you've done the work beforehand. Now, the way that I would do that, and obviously everybody's different, but it's about obviously knowing your topic, uh, getting organized ahead of time. So if you're using slides, uh, make sure that they work and you can talk around them. I cannot stand it when people put a slide up and they just read what's on the screen. I don't know if you've done that as well. It's so irritating. You know, the screen's there for people to look at, but you're supposed to tell a story around that. Um, you know, practice, practice, practice. I can't say that enough. You know, check things like pronunciation of people's names, locations or company details. These things make a really big difference to how polished you sound and it also gives you confidence that that you're doing a good job. In terms of you know, how you practice before you speak. I do it uh, out a lot out loud. So even if somebody else has given me a script, um, I will read that over and over in my bedroom by myself. <laughs> I know that sounds highly embarrassing. But if you're writing your own script, you know, you need to make sure that it flows naturally. And the only way to know if you're speaking naturally, Jeanette, is to actually do it. Because you know words on a page 
they look very different, don't they, than yeah. when you say them out loud. So when you're actually practicing um, what you what you want to say, you'll find the parts where you'll trip up. You know, you'll find those words that don't necessarily sound good or there's a better way of, of doing that and you'll be able to refine that or make notes for yourself that says, you know, slow here or pause or whatever it is. Um, if you're relatively new to speaking as well, I would recommend um, speaking in front of a mirror to start with, which does sound bizarre, but you can see yourself and the, and the way that if you just smile, something as simple as smiling just helps you be more engaging with people and, you know, how you sort of come across. And then if you can actually practice in front of someone, I think that really helps as well, um, whether it's just one person or a small group of people, and then take some of their feedback, you know, if they've got ideas or criticisms or suggestions, then you can sort of go from there. So a lot of it is about, you know, putting the work in before you get there, and then that gives you the confidence. And then after that, to be honest, a lot of it is fake it till you make it. Jeanette, you know, people don't know that you're nervous unless you show them that you are, if that makes sense. You know, so if you're very well prepared, if you have done the sound check correctly with the tech guys and you know where you're sitting, you can get to the stage easily, you know, you've got your water, you're all set. The other thing that I would recommend, and I don't know if you do this yourself, but when I speak, I try and memorize like the first paragraph of what I'm going to say. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with having notes. I think notes are actually really important. It's very hard to speak completely off the cuff for a long period of time, especially about a complicated topic. So, but just even if you only memorize the first two sentences, so that when you get up there, you can actually take that deep breath, you can smile, you can look around the room and you can say what you need to say first up by looking at people rather than getting caught down in your notes, if you know what I mean. Yep. Um, you can often see people, they'll stand up there and they've just got their head down and they just bury, burrow on, press some buttons, slides come up, and they're never actually with you as an audience member. Now, you've mentioned quite a few things in this just couple of minutes, but practicing is obviously the key to building that confidence. Now, people have different ways of practicing, as you already mentioned. So, like for me, example, I normally practice in my head. That sounds bizarre because I've heard everything is like people practice in front of mirrors, practice in front of people. But for me, sometimes it works the opposite. Like when I try to practice in front of someone else, something comes out apart from what I've written. So what would be something you would suggest for someone like me where, like, even though as much as I practice, whenever I'm speaking, like, I like the off-the-cuff style, like, kind of doing things but and I just think it sort of through, through the whole speech or whole workshop kind of whatever I'm presenting and then whatever happens is the spur of the moment kind of thing. And and that's and I think that's a really valid point. You need to know, you know, your strengths and your weaknesses. So for you, you know, if you're someone who finds that that over sort of practicing reading out loud or doing it in front of someone actually puts you off, then then no, don't do that. But I do think you can have a mix between knowing your material and having said that out aloud because realistically the only way you'll know how it sounds is if you saying it in your head is one thing and that's great to have that 
process of I know what I'm going to go through and this is where this is the order it's going to go in but realistically how it comes out of your mouth and the way that you deliver it is the key to being good on stage let's face it we've all seen people who have given bad presentations and people who've given great ones and realistically it's not necessarily the content that they're going with it's how that they've delivered it so if you don't like that idea of practicing in front of people or that's off-putting or you feel as though that, you know, dents your confidence, then don't do that. But And there's not absolutely nothing wrong with off-the-cuff style if that's what works for you. But what I would say is have some structure around that, like the bits where you're going to go off the cuff, know where they are and structure other bits around that section and then let yourself flow with the off-the-cuff, if you know what I mean. But the one thing to be aware of, and you are probably very experienced in hair show, you don't do this, is when you go off the cuff, you can go on for a long time. And <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you need to just be a little bit aware of that because no matter how engaging you are and how great your um, material is, if you go on for too long, I think people will get annoyed in the long run. They'll just think, oh, I wish that had finished a little bit sooner. You know, less is more when it comes to speaking, I think. You want to leave people wanting to hear you again, not thinking, okay, I think I've heard everything that he has to say and I'm dying to go to the toilet or I need a cup of coffee. (laughs) Uh, And that's really great because I've experienced that sometimes where it's like I run off different tangents and I'm like, oh, crap, uh, (laughs) time is gone. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, yeah, no, but that uh, reminded me of an important question in terms of, I guess, that content aspect. So how do you develop when you mentioned that the presentation has to be engaging? And obviously, one of the things is confidence and that preparing. But how do you prepare that engaging content that like gets people off the seat? So talking to you or verbally or by body language and things like that. Well, I guess it depends on what on what your content is. You know, we're all sort of speaking about different things. But I think for me, whenever I'm trying to write something around um, what the topic that I'm doing, it's about finding, for me personally, it's about finding a way in. And this is even the same with, you know, like a radio script or a radio interview. So you know the topic, you know that really well. What's a way in that will make people interested straight away that makes sense so if you can sort of think about I often think that if you imagine turning to someone who knew nothing about what you were talking about and trying to explain that in one or two sentences that is actually a really hard thing to do but what it will make you do is find the most interesting part of it to get to and then you've got to think about that like the way that you're presenting is in a way that you would want to try and you know tell a friend that you're really excited about Um, you know, I've just heard about this, it's amazing, blah, 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 blah. You would do that in a completely different way than if you stand up and you really just sort of lecture people, if you know what I mean. So it depends on who you are, but if you like something quirky, then, you know, starting that way, um, I think would always be really good. Or if you're someone who is a bit more worried about what you're talking about, then, um, you know, you can, you can ease your way into those Um, unusual sort of content, if that makes sense. But what you're trying to do is remember that people are sitting in a room listening to you. And 
at the end of the day, they want you to be good. They want this to be interesting. So as a speaker, that is actually your role. That is your job. You have got to take this information that you know really well that you think is interesting and make it so that the people who are listening think exactly the same thing. So there's lots of different techniques, but a lot of that, I think, Janesh, depends on who you are as a person and and how you sort of uh, go about things. But I would definitely recommend trying to find like little interesting tidbits or, you know, searching on the internet for little quotes or, you know, funny little things that can, can sort of be woven into it, if you know what I mean. Even if it's a really serious topic, I think people want some lightheartedness as well. In radio, we always talk about light and shade. And the idea of that is that you'll have you know, something that might be really meaty, but then that's mixed with something a bit, um, you know, lighter and easier to digest and, and even make, might make people laugh or, you know, you can't constantly do like a really thick, um, long sort of presentation. I think that's really hard for people to digest, if you know what I mean. Yep. And I think I've heard somewhere like normally the tension span, like, for a particular mood or for a particular way of thinking is like around seven minutes. And I think it was so Tony Robbins, someone who keeps changing, I think every seven minutes, be it from an up mood to a lower mood or a different kind of activity or stuff like that. So just to keep that engaging. Now, bringing that, I guess, from the confidence, preparing to opening so what about a closure like when you're closing out your speech you need some call to action or stuff so how would you go about delivering that with confidence well i think you know at the end of the day the 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 start and the finish are the most important because at the start you know you're setting yourself up for the way that you're going to come across and you're getting people you know excited about what you need to say the middle is obviously you know fleshing out that information and of course you want to keep that engaging and as you said with the attention span you know using sort of techniques to keep people um interested as well but the end is the bit that they're really going to remember isn't it like that's the bit that you walk away with so i would actually i often uh spend quite a lot of time on what I want to say at the end before I do anything else, if that makes sense. That's just the way that I will write things. So it's it's knowing what you want people to take away. And sometimes that is is really um, you're almost like summarizing what's gone through before. And some people just do it like in a point form of dun dun dun, this is what you do, and then and then coming up with a um, with something that people can really sort of take away. But I think that the um, conclusion needs to be relatively bl- brief, um, dep- even depending on how long you've spoken to. People will be at, sort of at the end and they'll know that it's the natural end, so you don't want that to go on for too long. So you want it to be brief, so really work and rework it until you get to a point where you feel like it's really solid. Um, and I guess finish on a bit of a high if you can. Um, you know, if you can bring something into it that, that will get a really good laugh or it will get a really good response or even, a, you know, standing ovation is always nice, isn't it, Jeanette? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's, if there's some sort of punchy, powerful thing that you can bring at the end, um, I think that's the, a fantastic way to finish. You, as I say, you want people, um, leave them wanting more of you. Yep. So now I'm about to finish this, so let's leave with a nice, good, punchy action to build that confidence, obviously, either be preparing. So what could the listener do? In that sense, I just think a, a few things, 
you know, don't say I'm no good at public speaking. Have a growth mindset about it. Public speaking isn't something that comes naturally, but with practice and the right techniques, you know, I can improve a lot. Embrace the things that you're afraid of. Um, you know, go slowly. Look at the audience, um, you know, or an individual in the room or just above the heads if that's easier. Realize that nerves are actually a good thing. I always get nervous before I speak or, or present a radio program. It means that you want to do a good job, um, that you care about it and how you come across. And then it's a matter of fake it till you make it. I would say smile. It helps engage with the audience. Relax into your speaking and find a speaker that you find engaging. Things like TED Talks are fantastic. You just um, Google them in YouTube, take your pics, study how they present, what tricks do they use, watch their body language, how slowly they speak, and then go for it. Cool. And I love TED Talks, and that's something I constantly learn from as well, and obviously that smiling aspect and faking it till you make it because – at the moment, I'm using that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all use that. That's totally fine. And in terms of when you mentioned butterflies, like given just interviewing people for the podcast, I get a little bit butterflies and obviously the workshops and things like that. So I really resonate with that. So Di, how can people get in touch with you and find out more about what you do in terms of emceeing or also on the ABC radio side of things? Yeah, sure. Uh, I've got a website. It's um, www.dietdarmody.com. So D-A-R-M-O-D-Y. Um, so yeah, I'd love you to come and check that out. It's got all of my other details on there. Um, my Twitter is at Diedarmody, um, and you'll find my email and all of that sort of thing uh, via the website. Um, in terms of ABC, I'm, um, I'm on occasionally these days. I'm concentrating more on the MCing, but yes, I uh, float in and out on 7.20, so um, if you're a regular listener, I'm sure you'll hear me from time to time there as well. Ah, cool. Thanks for that, and I'll put those links uh, on the show notes, and I'm pretty sure audience would love to get in touch with you. Again, thank, thanks a lot, Di, to really spend some time with us and go through that confidence building on the stage. Cheers. Thanks, Vinesh. It's great. Bye. Hope you enjoyed listening to Di and her tips and strategies on building up your confidence when going on stage. Today's action for you is to build a growth mindset about public speaking and embracing the things you're afraid of, along with studying and learning from how other people present. And the simplest way of doing that is watching TED Talks and learning from the speakers on there. Now, to get the links talked about in today's show and all the other details, go to keytoauthority.com slash EP018 for the show notes. Also, if you have any other questions, make sure to leave a comment. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Key to Authority podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share at www.keytoauthority.com. We'll see you next time.